y'all. Welcome back. I, I am I'm truly as excited as I've been in a long time because our guest tonight, uh, just an amazing dude, a, a good person, but I've spent so much time playing basketball with this man well into the, oh, the yeah. midnight hours and also playing Dance Dance Revolution, as I recall. He was the first one to ever have the home game. So anyways, it's been way too long since we've spoken, brother. Welcome everybody to the show. Pastor Jonathan Spencer. How are you, man? Where are you living these days? You know, How's life treating you? Man, what an intro! You know, I have not—I haven't played DDR since I played it with you guys. Serious? So I, don't think I, I, I honestly forgot about that until you just said that. Dude, but uh, but but I'm, that would I'm be a good workout. Good. It really would. I know it should come back, and technology's moved on. It could really be enhanced. But we—I'm—I'm uh, <laughs> I'm good, man. I've gone full circle, so I am in Austin, Texas. I've come right back and been That's in awesome. Austin actually now for almost two years. So, oh, man. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of weird. Was gone for nearly twenty, and Austin changed quite a bit, but. I'm back now, dude. I, I haven't Jeez, been. I can't imagine. Yeah, I haven't been, and it, it's been two, three years since I've been there. But even then, three years ago, I was like, I don't know this place. Like, this isn't the place. I mean, obviously, it's, this is not the place that we grew up in at all. It's, it's wild, man. It's it's gotten all California bougie, bro. It's completely it really different. Has. It's it's a it's a whole new it's a whole new city. It's completely changed. Uh, so yes. many Teslas and whatnot. Which I mean, whatever. I don't care. Do, do whatever you want to do. But so many Teslas yeah. driving around. I was like, what happened to all the trucks? Like, what what, what happened to the, the Austin, Texas? I remember. <laughs> oh man. Okay, they, so, they moved to Elgin. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they all, yeah, they're up in Tyler now. They're I am. I do know people that are like moving out to like, like past Buda. Oh to yeah, like, you, like that's crazy to me. You have to, to now. Yeah. Which you want to hear? A, I know I'm probably derailing with a rabbit trail, do but, but if you uh, if you want to hear a fun fact in Austin, Texas, right yes, now, with, let's do for this. Greater Austin, Texas, like within the five county area, like Williamson, Travis, Hayes. Uh, I'm blanking on Bastrop and yeah. whatever the other one is. But basically from Georgetown down to San Marcos, Buda area, the median house in Austin right now is $500,000 oh, to, to go to go live in Buda, in Buda. And Kyle and San Marcos and Dripping Dude, Springs. It's a half million is, dollars. I it's lived in San Marcos. I, I went to Texas State for a couple of a couple of semesters. And like, I think I rented my apartment for like $400 a month. And like, it wasn't a great yeah, apartment, that, but like it was yeah. plenty. It was a super nice apartment for a 19 year old. And I was like, this is crazy. And now you probably, that's probably $2,000 apartment just because it's, it's yeah. just, Hoy, it's much like Houston. Like Austin is just becoming this thing that is just so much bigger than it ever was. And it's probably just that's just how life goes. But okay, I've got yeah. so many questions about you and your life, Jonathan. But before we begin, uh, you are the second pastor uh, we've had on this show. Yeah, we're uh, religious. We are. We are doing big time pastors. <laughs> Shout out to Stephen Allen. Uh, he also wanted to make it, but he's camping or something. But it, he says to tell you hello, and he's proud of what you're doing. He's watched a couple of your things online. So can, there you can go. I that's can right. I give an anti shout out to Steve? Oh well, yeah. Vance wants to fight Steve still. Yeah, we want to wrestle Steve. Yeah, Vance and Steve, we're, we're going to put that <laughs> on. down. It's going to happen. He's still challenge. a big guy. That's... He was kind of a big guy. I don't he's know not a small dude. Him, not a small dude. Yeah. No, not, not a small dude at all. It's fine. Honestly, it's fine. Both I got to grab the same size. You're probably both like 6'1", 6'2", and not Yeah, two. yeah, so like, yeah. Honestly, yeah, both yeah, y'all yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was the two of y'all versus me and Vance, you're going to win. That's just what I'm saying. But I like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, like I did with Steve. I'm going to try not to cuss tonight. I promise. I, I, out, of just oh, respect for, out of respect for your position, I'm seriously going to try. I'm going to mess up. So please, seriously, forgive me. But I promise I'm going to try my best here. With that said, sir, before I get into all the other questions. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. You're like, get them all out. Have, uh, we do have a scientifically formulated, professionally crafted personality quiz. Are you ready, okay. Jonathan? Are you ready for this? These are some deep dives. These are very hard-hitting Let's questions. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. First one. You're in a hotel room by yourself. No wife, no kids, no friends, nothing. Just you. What do you set the temperature in your hotel room to? Good question. So 
it's in a hotel i would say i'd put it at about 70 right on the dot uh, which is pretty cold but not not like crazy cold not but crazy. It, i i i go lower though like in our house we do like 74 75 so that's like me like splurging like i'm a 70 is 70 is like something i would not pay for on my own dime if i'm paying for the energy but like in a hotel probably like 70 i mean okay. I, I don't like to freeze but i like it colder than what i pay for if that makes sense oh yeah so i oh, probably yeah. would i would probably lower it a little bit what, what about you what, uh, what would you say dude uh, see and this is the thing i oh, have wrecked my internal temperature gauge growing up in so the south have. growing up in texas i'm just used to 100 degrees summers and all that we moved to south dakota and we were there for just about three years and that has truly destroyed my inter- so when i'm in a hotel room by myself 80 and I'm not kidding. 80. 80. Oh, my God. My house Jeez. right now is 68 because my wife is from South Dakota, and she expects it to be 40 degrees at all times, so she kicks <laughs> it down. So whenever I'm alone, it is, I'm hot, man, and I want it to be hot. So I'm, I'm happy at 80 at uh, any time. Jonathan, there's a running – it's not running. It's true. Uh, there's, like, all these things that I've cataloged that make Joe a serial killer. Um, this is one of them. Anybody, anybody, he, anybody, first time listening, please know he's joking. He, please. he, I am not joking at all. I have I've told my children not to go around you, sir. Because <laughs> you know why? Because you, one of the other things is you have uh, really long cargo shorts with like a million pockets with gadgets in That's them. That's true. Okay, and, but this uh, is yeah. Jonathan can probably yeah. at least speak to experience here. You have multiple kids. The amount of just stuff that you need to carry at any given true. time. I need twelve pockets. I just, I you need do need pockets. Hey, you know, I've seen. Fans Fanny packs are making a comeback. Bro, I'm may, I, think it, it. I think it might just be because of that. It's I'm dad debating problems. It. Yeah, Dude, you got to have something to haul all that junk. Millennial yeah. parents are like, I don't care what it looks like. Or maybe that's like, we're just like ironically chic now with like a, a neon <laughs> one to yes. make it like yeah, old yeah. school. All right. This it's next question is long. So, so bear with me, but I promise we're okay. going to get there. And I need, I need to know your answer. This is important. You wake up on a Saturday. You take a shower. You get dressed. You know, socks, pants, shirt, whatever. Your kid comes in and says, don't forget. My friend's birthday party at the pool starts in like 20 minutes. You take off your socks, you put on sandals, you go to the pool party. Now, those socks, you only put on right after the shower, then took them off immediately. Are those clean or dirty socks? Oh, for sure clean. Thank you. For sure clean. Thank you. Those are, you, those you, are what, dirty socks. No. When, when you... Oh no, we do too much laundry around here. Those Sarah. are clean. Those are clean. Dude, like I, I might even like the wear laundry. them for a few hours and put them back on. Yeah, <laughs> no, they, they, they are clean. clean That's how you ruin sure. your shoes. That's how you ruin your shoes. No, shoes are is... sp- supposed to smell. They're shoes. They're shoes. No one smells shoes. Yeah. Shoot. My yeah. my they're, they're... my shoes are like immaculate. That is actually true. Oh, I've but seen why his, would you want to smell shoe. your shoes? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I don't want seen. to smell my shoes. I think that's <laughs> I think that's hard. <laughs> to be fair, if you can smell your shoes from across the room, fine. That's a problem. But otherwise, I think it's okay. Yeah, just, no, that's fair. You know what it is? It's like a irrational paranoia of like I'm going to have to take my shoes off and then people like cuz let's be honest, if you were forced to take your shoes off at the airport and you had you would be wearing like uh, kind of dirty socks to go there, mm-hmm. you would be screwed. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But that's like the only time you're forced to take off your shoes. Yeah, I'm not you worried. just have to play. You have to play. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Any you other just play go to the airport. I'll put on I, new socks. Otherwise, yeah, I bring my A game with my socks at the airport. But that's like okay. The only good. Place. All right, then I'm fine with it. Matter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, um, sock A game. I love that. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonathan. Would you rather be a cat or a dog? Dog for sure. I, I, I kind of have a disdain towards cats. I hope y'all aren't cat people, but I am just How not a cat person. No, I, I, I cat, do love cats, yeah. but uh, you know we don't have any cats because whatever. 
That's there. Anyways, oh. would you rather be a dog or a bear? Mm. Dog. The lifestyle a dog would 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 fit me. But if I have respect for the bear. Bear would be an adventurous life, but but I just have respect for the dog life, his you, way of life. You sidestepped my trap there. I was setting oh. you up for Baylor is better than Texas A&M. <laughs> so, touche, uh, sir. Well played. Well played. Uh, I, w- I wish I saw, could say I saw it coming. <laughs> but, but, but I'll take it. All right. Um, only a couple more here. Baseball. Multiple choice question about baseball. Is it A, the worst sport ever, B, the worst activity ever invented, or C, literally the devil? What, what is baseball to you? <laughs> I'll say the worst sport ever. I'll still call it a sport. Okay. It's loosely a sport. Loosely. It's loosely one because there are some athletic. How do you define sports? Well, there's there's competition. So sport has okay. to be. I guess competition has to be a defining mark. Some form of athleticism of run, jump, whatever. Okay. Some All some right. form of uh, athletic maneuvering, which baseball certainly has. It just doesn't have as much as some other sports. All of I would the rest say. Of them. <laughs> yes, yes. But but I would give it some credit. It's. It's got a little bit. It's got more than like bowling. So, so you know, if, bowl, <laughs> if, bowl, if bowling's a sport, baseball has to be Fair. a sport. So, Touche. So I would, I would say that. Touche. When's the last time? I mean, do you still hoop? When's the last time you played ball? You know, it's funny. It's been a few years. I played a lot, like all through my 20s and like into it, even my 30s. I was still playing, like even up to about four or five years ago, I was running like I found a group in Houston that I was playing three three mornings a week at like six a.m. and Dude. it was it was awesome Dude. and I was having you know I was in great shape and having yeah. fun and and just loving it. It was kind of like my one competitive outlet and I was probably playing as good a basketball as I'd ever played in my life. But then I don't know how y'all feel. We haven't really talked about catching up and getting older. Dude. But it hit me like a like a just a load of bricks. <laughs> like one day, like all of a sudden my. Achilles just started hurting and I was yeah. having issues. It was tight and I thought it was my shoes. And then I just like, I just kept, couldn't get past it. I went to the doctor. He was like, you got tendonitis. And I was like, what? Tendonitis. No way. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I play basketball three days a week. He's like, stop playing basketball. Yeah. You're he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, just stop it. And I was like, all right. And, and I was healed. As soon as, as soon as I stopped playing basketball, but I, 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 can't, I can't do it anymore. My body won't do it. Unfortunately. I did the same mm. when we were in South Dakota. And this is going back two, three years now, but there was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, YMCA 6am. And I'd go before uh, work every, it was awesome. That was, but yeah. you're right after about a year of that, I was like, I am hurting like literally like my <laughs> yeah. back hurts my like all of that stuff so wow that's crazy how similar that is uh okay so that ends the personality quiz but it ends me with this one thing dylan ellis wants you to know he's still mad at you uh he says i quote i quote aggies are a cult they live in the shadow of texas and you still uh can i say suck i don't want to you still suck you can say, for taking you can the keys suck. to the gym with you and letting us never play march madness again so he's oh still my god, he's still like 16 See, years on salty. Well, first of all, you know, I I don't know about it. I would say UT has sucked way more. Let's just be honest. In recent <laughs> history, so wait, let's, wait, hold just, on just go ahead, let's just go ahead and clear the air. Jonathan, that, I did know, not know. I didn't know that you went to Texas A&M. You know, I went to A&M too, right? Oh, I know. I know. And I don't Y'all know, didn't I know hang that. Out? We, well, we never like. Well, so here's here's the story. I didn't go yeah, there my what, freshman year. What I happened? went to Baylor my freshman year. So That's y'all what were y'all, y'all were a year younger than me, and when yeah. you know I left Hyde Park World, I went to Baylor, and Baylor wasn't a good fit my freshman year. So I actually transferred to A and M my sophomore year, um, which okay. I guess would have been your freshman year. But you're right. We yeah. Never, we, we never really like, hung out or anything. We should. No. But, but yeah, we never really crossed paths much. That would have been the time for us to hang out because I was super Christian. 
And then, <laughs> you know, you can yeah. hang out even if you're not a super Christian. <laughs> I, I can hang out with non super Christians. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I, actually, I, I know you can. And because that's why we're the most conservative podcast. Yeah, because, we are America's number good. one yeah. most conservative podcast. Well, actually, actually, I feel safe now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to get to that because yeah, one yeah. of the sermons, uh, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been binging a couple of YouTube clips, and one of the oh, sermons really? you had Whoa, was, was talking about okay. where. Oh, they're out. great, dude. Honestly, <laughs> your cadence, and I think I text you this or, or Instagram message anyways your cadence your, your just pastorly cadence is it's awesome like it fits in it is very it, i can lock into what is what it is you're saying very smoothly but you had a reference about we're the most intolerant tolerant people and we're going to get back to that yeah. because it's because it's yep. it's true it's it's true of any group. It's, it's not christians it's not muslims it, it's anybody everywhere mm-hmm. but we're going to get to that later how often do you write your sermons do you have like a set day of the week that you sit down is it just when inspiration you know what i mean they hit me with your process I've got a, a rhythm to it. And truthfully, I'm still kind of figuring it out. Like I've been, I've been, a, you know, a senior pastor, that title of meaning like the every week preacher guy, um, for only two years, I've been an associate oh. pastor where I, I've taught and done pastoral work. I've taught a lot for, you know, 15 years, but as far as being the, the quote guy, you know, that has to get up there every week, hey, week, in, week out that, gr- that grind. Yeah. I've been doing that grind now for two years. So I'm, I'm still kind of finding my rhythm, but as far as what I, what I'm doing currently, um, I do try to map out my basic sermon schedule, like the outline of what I'm going to be doing about a year in advance. Whoa. So I actually put together a whole year calendar of kind of the content, like the idea of what studies, what I'm going to be doing. And it, you know, and I look through that and I pray through it, but I look through it. Some of it's thematically kind of with the time of year and what I think we need to be in. Some of it's rotating between Old Testament, New Testament. But I, I try to map out kind of the direction a year in advance. And then as far as the the actual writing of those sermons, uh, that's a week to week process for me. Some pastors do that way in advance, but uh, I'm just not there yet. And, uh, so what I'll do is I'll have the outline where I'll know what I'm going to talk about the passage, et cetera, the big point type deal. Uh, but then I'll start studying it on Monday, uh, look to it, you know, start kind of getting the basic foundation of it. Uh, but Monday and Tuesday mainly are my big administration days in church when I do a lot of meetings and kind of the, the organizational leadership side. And then Wednesday, Thursday are my, my sermon prep days where I'm really actually truthfully outlining and writing that sermon. And then Friday, I try not to tinker with it much at all and just do other stuff and hang out with my family. And then, and then I wake up early Sunday morning, cram it in my head and go. So it's, 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 Wait, I, well, I have to call you Spence. I like I can't no, you're fine. say no, I have, that I, takes I, me back. Please, I, I, I have to call you Spence. That, that takes uh, me back that. twenty years. So I want to hear about the administrative stuff. About sure. the like, I want to like, what does that involve? Yeah. Like, what's your role? Like, because like, I feel like people think, all right, the guy just like sits around all week and then gets up and then says the stuff to the people and then. Yeah kind of chills you nap like 18 <laughs> hours a day wake up talk for an hour and go back to bed right that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. uh so i yeah i missed it because i have my own business and so I, yeah. i'm like i like all i did today all i've been doing i feel like for the last like week or so is just admin stuff and like tinkering yep. people so i wanted to hear what it's like from like a the inside of a yeah inside of, of, a church. of the walls of the church it, you know, churches differ very, they vary, you know, between what that means. Some, some pastors, to be honest, are kind of what y'all are alluding to. Okay. They pretty much, okay. they pretty much will preach and, you know, love the people and then stay out of the way of everything else. And there, there are preachers that do that. Um, but there's a lot of other preachers that do not. Cause I, I always say it this way, you know, some, some, 
all pastors preach. That's just kind of one of the jobs you do, but, yeah. but not, not all preachers will pastor. They don't, they don't shepherd and, and kind of give the strategic leadership and direction oh, okay. on all the other things. I think the pastor's job, part of his job, truthfully, is to cast the vision and organizationally lead and direct the people of God, that local group in directions. Um, uh. So as far as how that fleshes out, like the nuts and bolts of it, um, you know, at our church, in our context, we've got about, I think, 18 full-time staff members. We've got about another okay. 10 part-time. So there's that organizational side. Do you have HR? That, you know, yeah, well, we've got you... a finance office that, that I've got okay. a director and then an assistant. And then I've Do got you have a trust finance. account? Um, I've got a trustees. I've got trustees and a finance committee okay. that, of lay people that I work with. And so, do you have um, a tax person? Um, Cause we, you don't pay taxes. We, we, so we, <laughs> we, no, but we do get audit. We have an internal audit. We do every year that's reported to our church. And but you we, don't have to we, like have we, a tax guy. Uh, we, well, we do in that sense for the audit, but we, we outsource okay. all that. Not, we don't do it ourselves. We have an auditing firm that audits everything, all of our books. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joe. That was probably chill, the most boring. Chill out, but, bro. But, that, that was the, probably the most boring <laughs> segment, but that was the most interesting segment I think I've I heard. Mean, to, on the, I mean, I'm so into that because yeah. like, like that's behind the curtain. Because you stuff. do you do tax law? You, you're a lawyer, right? Do no, no. Law? But I I run I run like a, a business right with like multiple employees and like that that have specialized things that they do, and we have to organize it in a certain way, and you have to. So it's just interesting how to see like it's basically a business. But it's yeah. a God. It's a business for God. Well, because there's, there's, you know, anytime you have lots of people, which like our church, and we're we're a large church. We're not a mega church, but we are a large church. There's about 1,900 members, and we average oh my about, God. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we average, we average what? about eight. And well, and, and I'm saying these to give you context, though, to like the organizational problems that come with that. Because we have 1,900 oh, members, man. we average about 800, 850 that come to worship on a Sunday. Oh my, and, yeah, dude, and his, with that, the videos, there's like a and, thousand people there. Whoa. Well, and, and, and there's there's a budget, and and I'm just saying these numbers. I'm not trying to like throw out brag numbers. This is all public information, just giving you context on the organization side. We have a 4.65 million dollar budget every year, so that money is Bro. money coming in that has to be accounted for, has to be tracked, monitored. And yeah. so there's all kinds of checks and balances on how we Joe's spend so mad at me right now. I'm not even mad. It's actually it's <laughs> know, oddly it's probably, coincidental. Nobody's even listening to me anymore on <laughs> they, this podcast. They're like, why they, 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 turn them this out? It was all my fault. It's yeah. like, oh, I go on Joe's podcast oh, weird. and I start asking the atheist, really boring like, questions. The about... atheist derailed the God talk. Weird how that <laughs> I know, works. I know. Thanks. Well, they're probably like, I thought this guy was a pastor. All we're hearing oh, about, we're talking is corporate stuff. But, but, but. But but to answer your original question, Vance, there's a lot of administration that goes it's, into dude, it. And, I can't imagine. And and and, and, some of it, and and I don't put my hand on all that. Like the finance stuff, I give directional oversight to the whole group. There's people that have that expertise. Truth is, I don't touch a dollar. And even according to our bylaws, I don't know. I'm not allowed to see who gives what. And I should, yeah, because uh, I don't need to develop favoritism within any in the church. Yeah. On who and you know who what. Kai Bowman is, so you, you learn from, from that <laughs> no, situation. No, no so. comment. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to say we're gonna left turn out of that but 4.65 million it's it's coincidental because this podcast has a 4.65 dollar budget uh we do we do pretty well do pretty well here all right and yet so, we make 4.4.7 million an episode nailing it we so, are, dude, uh, so many advertisements here all right so when you write uh do, do you have music on in the background is that something that yeah. you do yeah okay. quite a bit i usually have music going all day for so the most I. part I, do, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I find Who it doesn't? hard for si- yeah. I do. Yeah. How do you, people how do you that sit, sit in silence, in silence? They, they astound yeah. me. I don't know how people do that. All right, how about? So I'm guessing you probably do then drink coffee when you're when you're writing. 
Yeah. Well, I do. I drink in the morning, so I mean, it kind of depends when I'm writing. But yeah, I drink coffee right. in the morning. I try to cut myself off at, by uh, ten or eleven. <laughs> that's but, that's but, yeah. smart. <laughs> I, I, I do all morning long. All right. Uh, so then, last question: Do you do you drink alcohol at all? What, what is your, if you don't mind my asking, do you, what is your stance no, on that? No, you're welcome to ask sparingly. But Fair. but actually, I, I will be. Uh, I'm probably one of the few Baptists that would give you that straight of an answer. Yeah, uh, I was surprised, but, but, honestly. But, well, and, and I say that, I say sparingly because, and we could talk alcohol if y'all want to, biblically speaking, I, I don't believe the Bible teaches prohibition against, against alcohol. It's not, it's not in there. It doesn't say that you cannot drink. The Bible obviously speaks towards drunkenness Naturally. and the consequences of, of alcohol and really, I guess, some muddy water on what Christians have to do to evaluate how or if they should drink alcohol. But does the Bible say? Yeah, man, funny, but but it but I will tell you in my context, like I grew up in a Christian family that had beer in the fridge and and wine, you know that that wine at, at family dinners and stuff like that's been part of our culture forever. Uh, my parents and and they're not you know the perfect perfect Christians, but. I also watched them not abuse alcohol. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to set them up on some pedestal. They did everything right, but they, I've never seen them get drunk and, and just lose their minds. They, they drank it in moderation. Um, and so I've seen it done in moderation. I think most things in life aren't bad when they're done lawfully and in moderation. And so alcohol, to answer your original question, do I? Yes, sparingly with family yeah. and usually family context. That's generally it. Um, oh, but yeah. yeah, so yeah, uh, so yeah, jo- I have no Jonathan, issue. Jonathan, uh, A.K. Spence, um, by the way, Kenyon Green went 15. Did you see did that? Did really? No, I did not see that. I stopped 15 watching it. Hey, and how about that? Three, and 3-1 Ags over uh, Vanderbilt, top seven. Gig them. Two on. How about that? Gig how about that? Gig Yeah. All right. Just, uh, so we're going to get into more uh, heavy-hitting questions, if you're okay with that. Um, I, I, I kind of want to ask you about, and I don't necessarily know how to phrase this, so just kind of go with me. Do you sure. worry yourself or, or, or do you concern yourself with finding evidence for God. It, 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 what I mean is like, if someone were to come to you with, you know, quote unquote evidence that proves God existence, would you really give that a lot of attention? I mean, I'm sure you'd listen because you're a nice person, and you're a good pastor, but like, w- would you be like, oh, evidence, all right. Is that something that you care about? I don't think it's, I mean, I have, I cared about it, of course. I think every pastor and even every non-Christian for that matter, including y'all, I mean, everybody's obviously looked into that world of, of evidence for God. And so, you know, does it interest me to a degree, but, but at the same time, if somebody were to say, I have evidence that proves he exists, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily believe him. I mean, there is faith. We call it faith for a reason. There, there, there is there is a belief that has to go in there. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see is what Hebrews 11 one says. So um, if somebody were to say that, that I have, I've cracked the code and I have this evidence that proves absolutely um, I I wouldn't buy it because that's antithetical to faith. But at the same time, are there lots of evidences that give good reason to believe? Of course. And, Mm. and and I know y'all studied those and looked at those, but I know there's of course counter arguments on the other side as well. Um, but at the same time, that that's kind of where I would stand on it is, you know, I think God's left a trail of evidence that points towards that reasonable conclusion that he is there. Uh, and some of it's testified through Scripture. Romans 1 says that all of creation points towards him. Romans 2 talks about how our conscience gives evidence towards him. Um, so there's evidence left and right all the time that shows he's there. But to answer your question, if somebody said, I have the evidence and i've cracked the code i just don't think that exists frankly 
Interesting. That's that's absolutely the answer I was hoping. It could it couldn't it couldn't right like because faith yeah. is how can you faith prove has one to come with some some sort of suspension of. It's impossible to please God without faith is is what it says going into that continuing yeah. that same chapter of Hebrews eleven and so so I think it's yeah I, I obviously that's an element of it and I truly believe everyone whether you believe in God or not you're exercising faith you are believing something. And you're believing something at the end of the day based on conviction, because in the mm-hmm. same sense, like I heard, I've listened to a couple of y'all's episodes. Um, so I think I've heard, you know, probably in basic summary, Joe, if I, if I heard correctly, you're probably best identified as agnostic. Is that fair to say? I, I if would, I were going to categorize yes. you as something. Uh, a, 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 and oddly, I believe there is a God, but I'm still agnostic. Is that a thing? Is that, is, is there's a category yeah. for that? I, I, I just, you know, there's no way anybody could prove anything, which I'm really glad to hear you having said that. But I find yeah. it hard to think that there isn't something. And now what that something yeah. is, and it's, it's actually perfectly in because I, I've heard you use the masculine uh, connotation for God a few times. So yeah. We're going to get to that too. But sure. the, the idea that there would be nothing greater than humanity is, I mean, that to, honestly, that's depressing. If we're the best there is, like I would hope there's something better. Is, yeah. If there's a hopefully leaning side of ag- agnosticism, then that is definitely my opinion. Well, well, and biblically, I would say that's in all of us that we all, you know, hope and long for something more than this world has yeah. to offer. And that's and that is a biblical concept, too. It's it, Solomon says it in Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 11, that God put eternity into man's heart, yet not so that he can find it. So there's a longing and a desire that's in everybody's hearts. I mean, there's a reason why everybody, whether you're, quote, a Christian or not everybody's wrestled with the same question throughout, generally speaking, all of human history, Forever. <laughs> you know, of how, am, how did I get here? Why am I here? Who made me? And is there anything more? And people are looking for those answers. And I really do believe, because I do believe in the word of God, that, that that is actually something that God put into our hearts, into our souls, that's meant to point us towards him. Um, oh, but that God. desire and that search, it's in, it's in everybody. Um, and people through their search come to different conclusions and and god gives us the freedom to do so i i like that a lot the, the, the idea that the infinite is within us in some form or fashion because like just recently my son has been asking a lot of questions which is fun yeah honestly really fun to do uh but he we got on the concept uh because he's asking about heaven and i admit that i keep telling him that some people do and some people don't believe in it and if it is i hope it is i hope i see you again yada yada like all the hope and he's just like so how long does heaven last and for the first time, I got to tell him, like, well, forever. It's yeah. infinite. And I got to see him for the first time process, like, what is for? And it's, it's so, it is so refreshing to see it through the mind of a kid. But, like, that, that concept, infinity, is a fun concept for anyone, but regardless of whatever it is you believe, you know, religiously. That, that to me, is actually, I think, the most complex idea of all of spirituality is eternity. Because mm-hmm. it's, oh, yeah. it's something that, that we can't get our mind around. Obviously, everything in this world, there's a there's a beginning date and an end date. And, We're and temporary. it doesn't matter. Yeah, everything. I mean, us, ourselves, the things we have, everything that we've ever encountered has a beginning date and an end date. So even just that concept of eternity, to me, that honestly is the most complexing and difficult theological idea for us to get our mind around. But also at the same time, our hearts are looking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just a it's a it's a paradox in a way that I think everybody walks around with just naturally because they're image bearers of God. 
they have that desire for more than this world, but they also can't understand it because everything in this world is temporal and we all know it. But we, we try to weave infinity into so many different things. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking of my own marriage vows and probably most people, so, you know, till death do us part and then for and into the next. We, we, I think we had some form of fashion of that, like, you know, it, it, forever, I will love you forever. That I mean, even tattoos, we, we say, oh, it's so scary. I mean, I've got a few, but like, oh, it's so scary. They're permanent. Oh, they're permanent. But like, it, that's, that's a joke. I mean, even getting your hair permed, that's a joke. But we, <laughs> we, we weave this concept of infinite into everything because, yeah, I, I think you're right. Deep down, I think we all really do. We, we chase after that. Vance, is that something mm-hmm. that you consider ever? Even just if there is nothing after death, that that's the end forever. Is that uh, something you concern yourself with? I didn't even hear the question. By the way, off screen, what you guys didn't see is me running around yeah, my room. Uh, Vance just went to I, parent for a bit. Yeah, yeah, that was a little parenting <laughs> moment. Uh, what was your question? <laughs> Welcome back, man. Welcome back. Well, no, we're going to yeah. skip that. We're going we're gonna to move on to the next one. No, no, uh, right, that no. was a very serious question. No, it was. I it, was actually, it. it was a good hash. Um, infinity. I mean, obviously, the, the concept of heaven lasting forever is how we got this. I was talking with Raiden about it. But do you ever wrestle with the concept of infinity, even if it's just the idea that the universe is infinite? Is that something that comes up in your mind much? Me? Yeah. Oh. Um, I, uh, no. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I remember the, the first, <laughs> I remember we, we fought, we argued hard one time on, on, is there an end to the universe? And we were screaming back. Vance and I have screamed at each other a lot about this kind of stuff. And it, <laughs> oddly enough, I'm always on the pro God side. And then when we're done, I'm like, dude, I don't even know if I believe that. I just, I just disagree <laughs> with you. So there you go. Anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, to be fair, that's when I, I had a, uh, I was very young and I had a lot of angst. <laughs> Um, I don't care now at all. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Just as I long do. as you don't so much. hurt Lord, people so much. and as long as you don't, yeah, don't, like, don't be a jerk. It's pretty simple. Don't, yeah. I, I don't know if this is me chasing a rabbit trail. I don't know if you'll even remember this. I was thinking about this leading up to this podcast. This was probably like 15 years ago. I mean, it was a long time ago, 12, 13 years ago. I was just starting in ministry and I guess you were probably in law school somewhere around there. And I remember we even exchanged uh, some on Facebook. Facebook messages. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, I, I was out, I was out to get Christianity, man. Yes, and obviously <laughs> I was I was you know of course waving the banner of ministry on social media. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. And, and and I think I think we had to exchange. It wasn't rude, but I just remember I bring this up because I remember you were at that time I think exploring you know Dawkins and Hitchens and Hawkins and just yeah, all these all these yeah. different people. And I remember we even like exchanged some of those, but I actually bought, cause I remember we had talked about, oh. I think, I think I'd recommended to you to read reason for God from Tim Keller. And I did and read I, it. Yes. And I remember you had recommended for me to read God is not great from Christopher Hitchens. Yes. And, and, and I just want to let you know, Oh, I wanted to let you know 15 years later, I bought that book and I read it and it's actually on my shelf. So as a matter of fact, I actually did read it. I, and, uh, I actually, I read that the book you told me to read, I read yeah. And that's that's hilarious. And I wasn't like Couple I think eggs. basically I was like a I wanted to um because at that point in my life I knew a lot about the Bible. I still yeah. know a lot about the Bible, right? Sure. So I uh whenever I would see anything pop up, I would just sit, you know, I would drop the verse about how you can uh kill all the kill everyone else but you can leave the virgins. You're you're good to take them, right? Yeah. Uh, I would drop like I would drop that. Uh, which yeah. is in the Bible. You, yeah, but it it's is, Old Testament, man. I, I mean, look, I'm not going to... Oh, gonna, yeah, it doesn't count. Be, that I'm doesn't count. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can... <laughs> Jesus can't wash that away. I, I know that. Uh, but 
that's hilarious dude i bought that book too and i had it in my uh uh in law school i had it in my room and I think I like got lost along the way. That's really funny That's that we were connected through that. That's that. hilarious. Yeah, no, it, it popped in my mind when I, when I knew I was coming on this show. But it, but anyway, but yeah, I thought you I should. Yeah, that. I actually bought the book and read it a long time ago. <laughs> I, I really awesome. did. I still have it. It's I love that book. Now I'm going to read that book again. All right, the last time uh, Pastor Steve was on uh, our episode, he actually surprised me with a, and I forget. Oh, I can't believe I just forgot. I doesn't matter. He surprised me with a belief of his, or at least a hope of his, that. When the time comes that God will actually, uh, that God might, there, there is a theory that God might forgive everyone and that, that everyone might get into heaven. Is that yeah, yeah, something? Yeah. Do you remember that? I, I remember being blown away by that. That and the fact that he says that aliens might exist blew me away. <laughs> we'll get to aliens later. Jonathan, is that something that you concern yourself with? That, that despite everything, God's love might overpower all and, and let everybody in? Because when Steve said that that's even just a, a theory that exists, it surprised me. There's definitely a th- there's multiple theories out there. You know, there's it sounds like he's talking about some form of universalism. You know, that, thank that you. That That's at the end of the day, that at the end of the day, everybody wins type deal. There's another theory out there. It's kind of splintered off of that of annihilationism, which is the theory that there is heaven and hell, but God in His mercy eventually those who are suffering in hell. There will be an annihilation. It'll end. It won't go on forever. It'll go on a while, but then eventually he'll put them out of their misery, essentially, and the the torment would end. Um, Alan so Watts those... has a belief like that. That's interesting. <laughs> well, and John Stott, who's a pretty famous evangelical scholar, he he believed in annihilationism. He's one of the few rare you know evangelicals that that I guess espouse to that belief. As far as you know, within my own personal convictions, I don't on either. Um, I don't believe that, and it's not because like I'm I'm glad. So I hope y'all don't take me as yeah. Well. No, I'm certain you want us like, to. Go, yeah. I, I hope I hope God smites all <laughs> believers forever. That's not, that's not my heart, but truthfully, I don't think that's God's heart either. Hmm. I think yeah. um, it even says in, in all through the Bible, y'all know it, but it says He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, is what He tells Ezekiel, and I don't think that's God's heart. I think that's why He sent Christ was to but, ultimately but Spence, bring Spence. salvation from those things. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it, Spence, am I going to hell? I don't believe in God yes. at all. Yes, you are. The, I cannot tell you that, but yes, the Bible says that. I have no authority. So when you Damn ask me God. for authority as judgment, but but advance, and I say that, and I know obviously by that no, answer, that's, that sucks. Did I got to prepare myself? Well, <laughs> but it sounds like I do get a get out of jail free card at some point, according see, to certain theories. Well, according to, to Alan Watts, people. or who is it, John? You said uh, <laughs> Stott, but, Scott. It's John Stott. John He's an evangelical scholar since past. But I but I but out. I will say, but I know like for instance, Vance, when you ask that question, I, I know that's a question that obviously Christians are gonna get asked and that and when they respond speaking towards the ex- exclusivity kind of, of Christ, you can't we all win look like we, we all look like jerks. Exactly. Yeah, he'll watch we, him win we, it. Watch him no, watch him win yeah. it, what? Joe. What? We all I, look like, like you, we all look like jerks. No, but Vance, let me finish. We all look like jerks, so it's a gotcha type question. But yeah, the whole point fair. is yeah. I hope y'all I hope y'all hear me on this. I don't claim to have some form of special authority or power as a pastor. The whole point of being a pastor is we have no authority. The authority we do believe in is through the word of God, which I know y'all don't necessarily believe in the word of God, which I can understand that. I get that's y'all's perspective. But when you ask me a question, the only thing I'm going to answer is based off of what God's word says. It's not going to be, well, I think because I'm somehow powerful and in charge of a church. I I don't, I really don't believe I carry any special clout. Yeah, but you do believe that, People 
good people like me are going to go to hell. I mean, you do believe that. Yeah, you, you, you got to well, well, but, but Vance, take but that Vance, one. But Vance, of course I do. That's why I'm in ministry. It's because yeah, I'm trying yeah. to share the gospel hey. to bring people to salvation. Hey. So you, oh, so, I see. So, okay. so from your, but Vance, from your perspective, that makes me the enemy and a bad guy in my whole No, thing. not so at all. The whole no, reason— well, I do not think—dude, I do not think you're an enemy or a bad guy at all. I, I just think that's a really fucked up way—sorry, uh, screwed up way to think about the world and to think—and I don't think that's a— that's, I don't think that's a sky god that I would want to watch me all the time or believe in. But why, Someone well, that would But why condemn... do you have to take it so absolute? And I, I admit, I, I know I'm in the middle ground. Yeah. Because it's in the Bible, dude. Because it's in the Bible. What I mean, it's not me that's taking absolute. It's in the actual Bible. So well, I'm yeah. not taking absolute. I'm just saying what's in the Bible, Joe. I mean, yeah. It's not absolute not, at all. I can't. I can't oh. And actually, like... Well, I know, but, I know like, but but Vance and and guys and I will say I don't necessarily want to get dude. I don't I know I was gonna say guys I don't necessarily want to get into yeah, a I don't all either. out debate That's not what I because because it, it's not going to lead anywhere good because I know truthfully Vance you've debated all these things and as have I yeah. it's not it's not going to be no advantageous one. for either no. of us just to go through all this yeah, yeah, yeah of course point. but especially but, because but, my next question is so dumb that we do not need to fight this <laughs> like no one's changing their mind no one's coming away from I think I think I just I had yeah I I just wanted to. We had never gotten the perspective of someone that didn't believe on the show, like actually pointing. Oh, well, we did with Faulkner. Vance, I was about to say that's very Faulkner of you, but we. Can, I'm we, sorry. We can move along. That was for James Faulkner. <laughs> Vance and James go hard when they go hard, but that's that's a different thing. Um, Jonathan, no, but, but Jonathan, wait, wait, you can I say that with as much class as you possibly? Yeah, could. I, I wasn't trying to. Yeah, we're gonna I, move on. I, that was not. You're, well, you're. I, I don't. I wasn't trying to like be. Uh, I was literally just saying what was in the Bible. You no, I know. That, and Vance, as well and Vance as I know. Could. I know we're on two different islands. I just hope y'all hear from me because I know the the question I got to ask. I mean, it's a gotcha question. And obviously, yeah, it's, you know, I've got to tell you what I believe the Bible teaches. But at the same time, I hope, you know, you know, I think people can hear answers like that from pastors. And they think, what a jerk fundamentalist that hates people. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this is what you think, Vance. I'm just saying this yeah. is what, it's easy for listeners and people that that hear a pastor make a hot take on the exclusivity of Jesus Christ. People look at guys like me. Well, that guy's just a bigot that hates people. It's actually the opposite. I love people. That's why I'm telling them the truth of what I believe God's word says and what I believe is the the true reality of salvation. And I say that in love, hoping people will respond and come to know Christ. And truthfully, many have. I've seen many do it for the last 15 years of ministry. So um, like I said, I'm not saying the objective of this podcast is for me to try to convert you two guys. I, that's that's not something I think that would be of, of good use of either of our time for this episode. But at the same time, I hope you hear me when I answer that question. Now, it's not like I'm taking some form of pleasure of, yeah, I'm on the right team and you're on no. the wrong team because I, I know that can yeah, come across not. that way. It's, no, an answer, it's an answer I can respect because it's – in the same way I've told Steve this, I know you believe what you believe 100%. And if you weren't then trying to help, that would make you a bad guy. That would make you okay. the jerk pastor. Yeah. Okay, but because you exactly are right. But also, just remember, we each asked you a gotcha question. Mine was related to Baylor being better than Texas A&M. Vance was related to does he go to hell. So anybody, the record, anybody listening, if I have you on the show, I swear I'm not going to ask you that kind of stuff. Promise, for the record, promise. I don't think asking what is in the Bible no, is a gotcha question. Both it's in the Bible. Fine. Moving on. Do you think, and this is very silly, and I whatever, before Adam and Eve, when there were only animals on the planet, did evil exist? Essentially, Wait, do we believe, in silly do, terms, do animals have the capacity for evil? Did evil exist on Earth? Well, we know Satan fell somewhere, and we don't know exactly the details on that. Isaiah 14 and uh, Ezekiel 28, they both speak towards 
imagery of Satan falling. And we don't really know when. We know he popped up there with Adam and Eve in chapter 3 of Genesis, but we don't really know the sequence of events or how or when Mm. that happened. So was there evil? There was evil that came. Sin came into the world through Satan. The moment of when did that happen? That's kind of a curious question that no one can fully answer. It happened before that moment in Genesis 3, and obviously there were animals. Uh, Adam and Eve were there, but we don't really know exactly when it happened. Um, but as far as like is is the the impact of sin and evil in the world, I believe that all came because of the of the fall. So you know, in other words, did evil exist in Satan there before the fall? Yeah, because he had already fallen. But had it impacted God's creation? Yeah. Biblically, we're told not till Genesis three in the fall of mankind. So that's the apple. Um, so so bef- that would be apple. when apple, or, or, or yes, am I misinterpreting? Okay. No, no. So in other words, the earth was still perfect until that yeah. moment of sin Dude, within man and mankind. I can just see like the not your your knowledge. It's deep. Like you're literally like it goes deep. Like I'm actual, impressed. yeah. I'm like genuinely, like, I can you can see it. I like it. I can like because I it's kind of crazy. Yeah. No. The I memorization that, that like all the memorization. You've definitely you, yeah. yeah. Like it's crazy. But that's what I mean. I, I respect both you and Steve. Anybody else? If if I invite you on, I'll I'll, I'll have Vance sit that one out. Don't worry about it. If you want to come on, I promise I'll be nice. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know I like, you're fine. I'm not. I'm not sitting out. Spencer, you are Vance, a tough we were, enough person. We were, Vance, we were on the river sharks together playing youth soccer as children. With, oh, with, 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 with Eric Harris? Um, no, with weren't didn't we play um, with that uh, that defensive back that went to Texas yes, that was, was in the uh, league? Michael, Griffin. Michael, Michael Griffin. He broke Michael my Griffin. Yes, yeah, Michael Griffin. Yes, yeah, Michael Griffin. Yeah, Marcus Griffin. He wasn't that good. Yeah, Marcus too, yeah. Yeah, the that, two of them both were on the team. That's the most famous. I, that's, that's my claim to fame right there. I know. I totally I know. forgot about that, dude. You heard and he was first. so much better than all of us as eight-year-olds, so it made he sense really that was. he became an NFL Pro Bowl. He actually he wasn't like even that good. Yeah. He like wasn't that good, that, that like skilled. He was just more athletic than than every single person he, times two. He kicked the ball so hard. You, oh, God. You, it was you, so you, scary. Well, you, won't, you won't remember it, but he fractured my finger. I was in the goal <laughs> in a practice, and he and I, it hit me. I blocked it, but it, it fractured. I had to splint a couple fingers Jeez, together. Dude. Yeah, he just kicked the crap out of that soccer ball. So my left yeah. pinky is broken. Michael buddy mine, Griffin, buddy of mine played, you know, low level D two or whatever. And we were just chucking a football in a park one time, and he threw the heck out of it. And literally, the same thing, just snapped my fingers. Like, well, that's broken. We're done with that right today. That's, I guess, we're done here. Uh, okay, so it, 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 we've alluded to this a few times, and it's honestly the the main reason I wanted to have you on. And there's no right or wrong answer, and it doesn't matter. And it, none, none of us, sure. you know, by the time we're done here, none of us will have changed our minds. Do you think much about the concept of God being male? as opposed to being female or genderless, is the male form necessary, in your opinion, of God? Well, the Bible says that God is spirit, John 4. John four twenty four. Jesus says that God is spirit. So God himself, God is, is, he's above us and different than us. He is not a when we think male, female, we're thinking sexual anatomy. We're thinking yeah. biological makeup, yeah. those things. We're told God is spirit. Now, at the same time, God has to reveal himself to mankind whom he made. And when he creates male and female in his image, I believe men and women are both made in his image. I think that that we matter equally to God. We both reflect his glory. I believe that biblically, theologically. Um, but he made us in his image, but he revealed himself to mankind as a father. And and I think when you think about why and how, and this is all from a biblical perspective. So keep that in mind. I understand not all of y'all, I know y'all won't necessarily agree or everybody on the li- listeners, 
but we had like two followers. He had, it's fine. Well, well, <laughs> he had to reveal himself to mankind somehow, you know, to to Adam and Eve, and then obviously to Israel, and then ultimately to all the world through Christ. And when he does that, he chose father. That term, I mean, he chose a male male. Uh, I guess pronoun to use just that simple term. Yeah. And then, then when he came into the world, he chose to come through the flesh of a male, through the son of God, through Jesus Christ. So that's, I mean, that's obviously why we speak to him as he is because he's revealed himself in the way we communicate to him. And Jesus even said in Matthew six, when you pray, pray like this, our father who, who art in heaven. So when we pray to the Father, we pray the way he was revealed to us through Scripture and the way Jesus told us to speak to him, which is through the term Father. Um, so that's why, from a Christian perspective, we do that. But we also don't do that because I think God's in heaven with, you know, a six-pack and these big pecs and biceps yeah, and, thank you you. Know, and male genitalia. Because and, <laughs> and, it's God is spirit. His and beard so, is huge. No, but it, but at the same time, he had to reveal himself to us so we would understand who he is and his desires. And he chose to reveal himself, it seems, through the through the uh, imagery of a father. And hmm. I think it's to communicate fatherly love and a relationship of a father with his children, which I know not everybody has good fathers and good relationships with their children. So it's a flawed illustration because we're we are in a jacked up world. But I think he's trying to communicate in a perfect sense of a perfect father in his relationship and love for his children. And that was the way he wanted to define himself to us. Biblically. That is a, that is, that was the best. That was, so smooth. Answer. That was, so that smooth. was insane. He, he chose, it he was in... dropping, he was going, he was dropping Matthew four. He was dropping this. He was going like that. And he was bringing it in. You would love, and he if, was, if you pull up, yeah, his that YouTube was crazy. Videos, if you pull up Spencer's YouTube videos there, they are very, cause nice. I know, I, I know a lot about, I know a lot about the Bible. Yeah, like we, I we do. all read it. So but... I was like, I was like, okay, where are you just going with this? But because that's true, I remember so, that so God your, is spirit. So Jonathan, in your mind, it was more of a choice to be a relatable figure when when yeah. God chose to to reveal. You know, it, it, it's I see it like a chromosome, right? Like a chromosome is either like it's either attached to this or he just chose this. Yeah, this version. Had right? to choose something. He could. Well, you have to, to. Yeah, God couldn't have showed up as just like a, you know. A, just a, a giant alien like just you know formless glowing th- it would have scared the pants off of people that didn't even have pants yet it, you know well, they, you yeah. have, and well the reason too why it's different is because like male love is different than than female love um in terms of like hmm. evolutionary wise right hmm. like if you like just going back way 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 back right because i'm not going to make it about gender right just to make sure. it about the actual sex all right? right that god came out a male sex Versus a female sex, right? Jesus, if we're going with that, uh, there's a difference between how a a woman interacts with its their, their child than when, how a man interacts with their child, just biologically yeah, and yeah. right. So he wanted to go for the more fatherly approach. And in a sense, I guess yes, but at, but at the same time, I mean, obviously he had his intentions, he had his reasons there, but but he also reflects really. I mean, if we're going into kind of those, uh, you know. Uh, uh, it'll probably be the wrong term, but some form of sex or gender uh, stereotypes within fatherly or motherly love, you know, using that same illustration. I think you could also argue he's still, because he's God and men, men and women are both made in his image, he reflects all of the good in both. Like, I mean, when you think of a male, if we're going to go by stereotypes, you think rock, strength, refuge, provider. If we're going in there, God's all of those things. God the Father is our provider. He's our rock. He's our refuge. He's our strength. He's, he's our protector. 
But then if you want to go to the female, the mom stereotypes, you think of love and tenderness and affection and warmth and all those things. God is compassionate. He's all of that. And so that's kind of my point is that God, God is all of those things. And I think the whole argument of, is God a male or female? I think it's, it's silly because God is spirit. And yes, he chose to reveal himself through that term. And and then the question could be asked, you know, why, you know, why didn't he choose female? I don't know. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not God. I'm why not don't God. you, Jonathan, <laughs> and, come on, bro. And, 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 but, but I think that's also <laughs> kind of where culture has gotten so silly where we get so offended and ticked yes. off and, and somehow people will take that. People will take that and say, well, then yeah, see God's sexist and the Bible's sexist. It's like, no, he made them all. He loves them all. And for whatever reason, he chose to reveal himself that way, but he's God. That's his prerogative. And he had to choose something. And that's what he chose, but that doesn't mean that women are less because they're, well, they're supposed to be silent in the church, though. No, that's not true. Not true. It's in the Bible. Not it's in the true. Bible. There's it's literally in the Bible. There's there's context in that, which I don't. Know I know there's. I, need to go that's fine. I know that. there's context, yeah. but that is written in the Bible. Right. Dance, if 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 you and your wife want to come to our church, your wife can speak. She can she can talk when she walks in, and, and she I would actually and, love and that. Do, and she does. And she I would does, love that. And believe it or not, she doesn't have to cover her head either. Like you can, <laughs> there, there, there are things there. So. Oh no, I thought you meant like get up on the stage and speak. I'd be like, oh my god, I well, would love to see my wife well, do that because she's a really good trial attorney. And so I would wonder, and I'd yeah. want to know what she was going to say. Just give her like an open floor. Well, and even in the, even in that context, I don't want to necessarily go down the whole road of if complementarianism versus egalitarianism. Yeah. But even in yeah. that, there's 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 schools of thought then off also of you know what what that passage means and how women can speak and what authorities. But at the end of the day, the church whatever, has moved past that whole well, all that stuff. Well, and what where kind you're of at, but even say you're a complementarian, which means that basically you're equal but different, and there's yeah. differing roles. And truthfully, that's where I'm at. I don't necessarily know if we need to go down that whole rabbit trail, but that's where I'm no, at. Yeah, but, but, uh, yeah. But 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 I will tell y'all. That doesn't mean I think women are less and I think women aren't able to teach. Women are able to teach and women have the same gifts of the spirit and women still have the same capacity and leadership and strength and abilities. God's made us in his image and I I think no lesser of women, but I also think men and women are made different. I just believe that biblically it says male and female. He created them. And to your point earlier, Vance, we're different. And I think I think because we're different, somehow it's gotten to the point where we can't accept that we're different. We have to have everything the same. And that's somehow permeated so into the way we view. And that's turned into the way we view God. That now, well, God has to be a woman. Well, he's not. He's not a woman. And, and it doesn't mean that we hate women to say that, you know? And uh, hmm. so that that's my soapbox where I'm at. I just think no, no, it's not a soapbox. Culture has gotten out of, like, politically correct culture has gotten out of control. Like, I completely agree with you in terms of, like, that one facts sure um finding common ground tonight we could we could talk about spence i will always be your teammate on in basketball well actually wait no i was on wait who banked the shot in banked the shot in who banked the shot in at at the at the hp uh uh midnight madness there was like a famous game where someone banked the three in to win do you guys remember this it was like one of the very last ones i remember remember this i'll never last dylan he's still heated about it i remember i I remember one time i got rob real mad because my i I think you banked that in a shot i think you banked in a shot 
Okay, maybe it banked. Maybe it's the same one. Me and Rob got heated one time. Yes, that's was, what I'm talking about. Is it the same? Okay, then okay, it is I that do shot. remember it was, that. It was me. But I don't I remember the shot. So you banked I, it I in. I remember you I and Rob make, getting heated. It went off the rim. It was like a generous touch <gasps> and kind of bounced around. Remember it, Joe? Yes. You remember it. And then it yeah. It was in the air for like 12 minutes. I mean, like three seconds. But it bounced for 12. Like we all stared. It was a crazy shot too. It was an insane shot. You're right. That was me. That was amazing. That was. It was so bad. All right. So it was always you guys here's why it. i asked yeah, the the was. gender question because and and i'm glad we ended up on where we did there because i totally agree that there are two st- styles of conversation nowadays there's one that i'm trying to have now where we can actually just you know agree to disagree and move forward and try to find yeah. some common ground yeah. or there's the other where you're waiting and looking and hoping for any small misstep and then you get triggered and you go oh what jacket bro you set up temperature and here's you what i mean get mad. here's what i mean i was what you're one of the videos on uh, april 3rd 4322 better living uh, that you posted it's, mm. it's a great friggin' speech i love it but your concept of brotherly love as evidence of being christian because you know it, it, yeah. if you love god god loves you show that love through yourself to your fellow man and i'm it, it was brilliant the way you said it was even better than i just said it obviously but i'm scanning your audience 50 50 female <laughs> you know you know give or take and mm. not one of them got triggered not one of them went, ah, oh, chopper, chopper, oh, okay. chopper. They just instantly knew what you meant, which was, oh, brotherly love. Like, I'm just going to translate that to sisterly love, and we can move forward now without being ridiculous. And yes. I, I think that is something that just societally we need to look for. Look for what they think you mean, not for they trigger words. You know what I mean? Well, and, and even I think it's great. Well, and, and even on that point, Joe, on, on a lot of passages, when you talk about brotherly and those kind of terms that come up in the New Testament often— if you actually look at the word, you study it, it's speaking towards mankind. It's Human. not even speaking. To, it's Yeah, it's speaking to both. It's speaking towards brothers and sisters. Now, when you translate into English, yeah, it went with brotherly. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that the, the, the application of the text wasn't meant for everybody. It was meant for men and women. And so sometimes even I think it's just a lack of understanding of even what the word of God even meant by those words. It's not cutting down women. Yeah. Uh, and and, the, and it, really, it really meant to include them in that word. Sometimes the English language just doesn't always fully communicate it. Well, I mean, wait. Okay, wait. I, I, no, I'll stop. Oh, no. Did you freeze? Oh no! Yeah. Is Joe out? Yeah, I thought he was just thinking really hard, but he, he is frozen right now. Watch, okay. Such a bike, y'all. So sorry about that. Don't you worry. Um, okay. So I, I mean, I know we've been we're pushing like an hour, and you guys can all get to sleep. So I, the, the last thing I kind of wanted to to circle back to because we did talk about it earlier. We are the most intolerant, tolerant people. That's a quote, and I love that quote that that goes for uh, atheists are that way agnostics are that way i mean even just sports fans are that way you know if you're a cowboys fan you you hate the texans or whatever you know what i mean right why do you think that is because i mean look i I have hippie circles where i mean religion is as as wow out there as you could possibly ever imagine and they all tolerate each other but they wouldn't tolerate a person that showed up in a suit and tie. They would instantly be exclusive to them. Right. What is that about, not the religious nature, what is that about human nature? Why are we as people, why do we love to keep a ring uh, of other people out? You know what I mean? What, what, what is that? I think, uh, and obviously, once again, my, my answer is going to be shaped by Scripture, so it won't necessarily you know, identify with you guys. But I think partly... All that's happening in culture is just a culmination of what Jesus said would happen. He did say it's in his all of that discord. I can't remember if it's in Matthew 24 or 25, but it's in one of those two chapters. He talks about one of the signs 
towards the end of mankind will be that the love of many will grow cold. That's what yeah. he said. He said, he said, it's going to get worse basically. And that people are going to stop being kind to one another and that it's going to get cold. And mm. I really do believe that, that there has been an increased hostility in culture uh, that is real and happening. And I'm not saying that, that I'm not going to say I'm the guy out there that's going to hold a sign saying he's coming tomorrow. I don't know when he's coming. Yeah, I do. Believe, I, yeah. And I do believe he's coming, but, but I don't know if it means it's tomorrow, but I think partly it's a fulfill, fulfillment of scripture from my perspective that things are getting darker and things are getting harder. And the love of many is growing cold as far as why though, to get into kind of the, the technical part of that answer. Um, I mean, obviously it's the spiritual part, but I think, I think that it's people's hearts are just hard right now. And I think everybody wants to champion something bigger than themselves. I think that's another part of just what's in our hearts. Naturally, we all want to be on a winning team. We all want to elevate something and lift it up and be a part of that greatness. Uh, And I think, and I think I do believe that's partly in just the propensity for all of mankind. I think we all want to have that in there. And I think, it comes out in modern day through activism, I'm not saying all activism is wrong, but I think we've gotten so uh, pigeonholed into different causes that we, we become activated to start defending and dying on mountains over topics and issues that we don't even really frankly care that much about. Dude. We just want to be on yep. the righteous side. And yep. so because, and be, so because yeah. of that, and so because of that, it's like now people are arguing and then the channels of communication have just gone up, obviously podcasts and we have social media and keyboard warriors left and right. So you can, you can do anything you want, say whatever you want, how freely and quickly you want. And everybody wants to be right. Activism is at that at that highest peak. And I think that's why it's there. It's because everybody's suddenly become an expert in everything. Everybody wants to be on a winning team and everybody wants the whole world to know they're a winner. And so yeah. everybody just throws all that out constantly I, yeah. and it brings conflict. I think it has a I think it has something to do with morality too. Like like they want to be they wanna be morally righteous over someone else, right? They right. want to be the good person. You're a terrible person for having this thing. I'm a really, really good person. And so it's, it's like they can feel superior over someone because like they can latch on to something that they don't actually care about. Right. Hmm. They don't care about whether or not like when uh, what's his name was going to host the Oscars. Right. A lot of people who had never Kevin heard Hart? of this person. Yeah. Kevin Hart. Not a lot of people who had never heard of Kevin Hart, never seen anything like that. Right. They just saw one little thing that he had posted like 11 years ago. And then now they have a, a the ability to have a the moral high, high ground. Yeah. And yes. feel good about themselves because they are on the right side of justice, hmm. and that's a bit. I, I it scary. drives it drives scary, me man. insane. It scares me. I rant about it all the time to Lauren. <laughs> like she has to listen to this. Like we should do a whole podcast about it because it. It's there's funny lot, that we can we can all dissect. we can sit here. I could sit here and like like throw out like controversial Bible stuff, right? But we can all agree on this. And like, that's kind of crazy. It is. Well, and I agree. I think it's, you know, and to put a biblical word on it, it's honestly, it's idolatry. It's idolatry of self that all of us want to be the smartest, strongest, wisest person that always is righteous. We compare ourselves to others constantly and we want to be lifted up on the winning team. We all want to be winners. And so because of that, then whatever team we're on, we're going to die on that hill. And and we won't even listen to the other one because we don't want to show that maybe we're wrong and weak. And yeah. and it's just, it's, it's, it's that garbage, man. And, and, yeah. and, and this is truthfully partly why, I mean, it's just one example of why I do, I don't want to get into a whole rabbit trail of, you know, why I trust the Bible, but, but partly 
this is why I trust the Bible. Like I see the world in moments like this and it's like the Bible makes sense because it speaks to all these things. And there's, there's a lot of clarity that comes from there. That's like, yeah, this is what happens when, when things go wrong. Yeah. And it's so funny because people could be listening to this that are like hardcore, hardcore on one side of a political spectrum, one that are on hardcore on the other side and be like, yeah, that's what the others, they're not doing that. The other right. side is not doing that. They're the ones that aren't doing that. But it's like, we're all doing it. Let me it's just exactly. say this to our to all of our viewers. If you're on uh, the conservative side of the political spectrum, good for you. Yeah, if you're on yeah. the liberal side, you're one of them liberals, you can go ahead and get out. <laughs> right, right now. Anyways, all right. So, oh, so, you did it, Joe. You did. You I violated so your favorite. I really, I caught you it. I, I, your, really I said to, the F word, really though. Did I say the it. F I'm word? So sorry. I'm not I said the F word. I was actually secretly trying. I was like, okay. I've made it an hour plus in, and that's the first time. And I didn't even say the full S word, so I'm just going to count. We're going to take that as a win. But no, I think you're right. The idea of winning the argument as opposed to trying to figure out the truth is is so much more valuable now. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Um, I, I don't necessarily know how to end this, but we're just going to blow Vance's mind real quick. Jonathan, Uh-oh. Jonathan, what is what does your brother do for a living? Oh, yeah. So Lil Spence? Steven, what is Lil Spence yeah. doing? He's working. He's outside of Dallas. He's in McKinney, but he, he was in the PPA program at A&M. So he got his CPA and his, you know, bachelor's and master's in accounting, all that junk. What? He, wait, he works wait. for GameStop in corporate. To yeah, the moon, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Let's go. He's doing really well. Yeah. He's what is he saying? What is he world. saying? What's going on? We don't need to go I, down I, this road. I, That's I, how I was going to end this. We can, yeah, don't speak for him. None of that needs to happen. But we, uh, I'm going to be reaching out to him for sure. Jonathan, That's seriously, hilarious. brother, brother, thank you. This has been, I, yeah. I have enjoyed this immensely. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll be nicer next time, but this was seriously so no, much fun. I, I won't, I won't. No, no y'all won't. are That's, nice. This is, this and, is normal. And I appreciate it. It was fun, guys. It's fun to Dude. catch up a little bit. I'm, I'm happy to come back anytime. Overall, seriously, I'm glad you guys do. are doing well. Your family yeah, are doing man. well. And, and thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it. Right back at you, brother. I'm glad you're back in Austin. If I ever make it down there, I will definitely holler. We can do it. And I've been pushing this every time we have basketball. HP people. Yes. Hey, uh, Jessica Vasquez wants to play basketball. We need to get an HP oh, game. Love. We need to we we just go back to the gym. Is the gym still there? I don't even know. Yeah, it is. It's there. And I you have get... no idea where that key went. I remember you said Dylan on the beginning of this got mad at me. I, <laughs> so everyone blamed you. He, everybody, I, I don't know no, if it was your fault or not. I don't even remember what happened. I don't remember what happened to the key or anything. Someone else. got mad. Someone you know, everybody got... Oh, blamed no, no, you. I take that back. I take that back. I come, I'll bring it back. They changed the lock. I do remember that. I don't remember uh, when it happened or how it happened, but I remember there was some point when I was in college and that key no longer drama, worked. drama, dude. It was drama, yeah. but everyone blamed you. Well, in 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 in, 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 in true heart of this podcast's fa- in podcasts fashion, I, I know the facts of what you just said, but I'm going to win this argument. I'm still blaming you. Sorry, uh, it's your fault. Uh, it's your fault. I, I refuse he, he to show you. Hero to zero. I had the key, let you in, opened up the kingdom, and now you don't like me. But whatever, whatever. Oh man, this was a blast, brother. Everybody listening, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time.